This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we got a great show for you today we got our talk topic uh, of the week which is my review of shang chi and the ten rings we got some news um to talk about as well especially a follow-up to uh some news that i had in the select start video game podcast this week so uh, some changes have happened, apparently. So we're going to talk about that uh, very briefly. But before we do, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to my dude, Craig Holland. He's one of our uh, really good supporting ACMG members. Uh, he, guys looked out for me uh, quite a bit over the years and he's did it again. He did it again. He also, believe it or not, he actually um, not only listens to the show, he actually um, has been to the Keystone um, Comic-Con panel in 2019 uh, when I interviewed the Overwatch uh, cast. He was there. Um, yeah, he's looked out. He, he's around to die. But not only that, um, he's been pretty much a friend of the family in a sense because he actually used to go to school in high school with my sister. <laughs> Wait, but my older sister back then. So, you know, he he's um, he's a good dude. He's he's really good dude, good people. But he looked out for me again. We, I, I got the issue of, um, of course, you guys know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a digital diehard. I'm a digital downloader for life, pretty much, unless something significant comes up. So, Cosmicology, and I said it right this time, Cosmicology, because I know during the Chamba interview, I kept on saying Cosmic, uh, Cosmicology. It, it's, I know I'm not the only one that slips with that, and even to the fact that he didn't correct me on it because I, it's probably rolls off to the tongue, but cosmicology or co- uh, comicology, 
is the term uh, that comes up uh, on that website. I usually download all my comics there. The ones that I actually listen to. I don't read too many comics these days, but I do initially read some. Um, Static is one of those that I read. Also, Green Lantern, which is coming out with a new issue. Uh, shout out to Jeff Thorne out there. Um, it's coming out with a new issue this week, I believe, or so this week or next week. But I already subscribed to that, so I'll be getting that automatically, as well as Tech on Avengers, um, which is coming out. A new issue is coming out this week as well for that. Shout out to Chamba at Comicsology. <laughs> But I think, and I'll trust me, I'll slip that up again. A lot of people, I think a lot of people slips up on that. I slip up on uh, on the name of that because it's it, it it sounds too close to comic uh, cosmetology. <laughs> but I got the third issue of Static, which is really good. The the, the all three uh, issues so far have been really strong in terms of storytelling uh, and as well as. Uh, the art crisscross has done a tremendous job uh looks beautiful has a slightly manga vibe to it uh it's just it's beautifully done it's it's beautifully done and i'm enjoying it and i i got that one but there's a variant version out there and some of them limited uh some store some comic shops won't allow you to buy more than one copy some do my man just happened to go to the one I had too, and he hit me up and was like, "Yo, do you want to um, do you want a variant copy of this?" Because what happened was we were talking about this in the ACMG Facebook group about what what we wanted to do with um, you know the variant covers. Like, do you want to get the variant cover? Um, my man um, Jay Nixon, you know, he I believe he's in DC. He got the variant cover. I got a different cover because I got digital, which the, the, the digital cover is still awesome. But this one was very special because it, it it was milestone kind of paying homage to the old school static costume with the Malcolm X hat and everything. And it was a really beautifully done uh, variant cover. Like this is something I, I would hang up and frame. And, you know, Craig looked out for me. He said, like, look, I'm at the comic shop. They got I could get an extra copy if you wanted. I, you know, grab it, you know, run it um, by you. And I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. And he looked out. He he uh, he hooked it up. So I got it right here. It's awesome. Really appreciate it. This is one of the reasons why I am so grateful for ACMG and all the years that I've you know been working on that group and communicating and, and you know debating and all this stuff. It, it's very near and dear to me. It's always been and has led to me you know meeting some great people, some very interesting people as well, <laughs> to say the least. You know, it's not all good. It's social media, of course, but. You get people like Craig, you get people like um, Nixon, you know, Burhan, um, you know, Kiana, you know, it's just really cool every once in a while that we get to actually communicate with people and to do so. It's like it's one thing that you have a Facebook group and you got people on social media that you deal with that it's like good. You got them. You talk to them every week or every day or something on social media and you guys share some content. But the idea should be especially if you guys live in the area or even close to the area, or if you're traveling to the area, I believe the purpose of the Facebook group is to create this connection, is create this inner community to create new friends. And in hindsight, it does. I don't think it does to the level that I guess Zuckerberg wanted it to, but I, I, I believe there was some good intent to this situation it's a brilliant idea 
but it it's not without its imperfections. I some way somehow we have to you know some way somehow we have to restructure ourselves restructure the way we communicate on social media because I think it has become so toxic that it doesn't allow us to do what it was intended to do and people are more focused on the media aspect of it rather than the social aspect of it I, a lot of times I keep thinking like do we need to take courses in social media conduct and how to treat each other better and how to do things better because every I think we get way more of people displacing their anger on social media more than we have moments like this where I get to, you know, look out for somebody or somebody looks out for me that way and we do things together, we hang out and all that stuff. You know, I would do so much more. I would do so much more if you know, I if if people were a little bit more willing to connect with people in a more friendly way. And it, it just doesn't happen. And it and I, I'm not giving up on the idea. I if if not for social media not just Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram, I would not have met the people that I had. I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. So social media is not all bad. I have achieved opportunities. I have met some great people through social media. Um, a lot of what is being done right now, the reason why you hear my voice in this show, a lot of it stems from my connections and networking and interactions with people on social media. So it, it there is some very positive to it and it, you know it is but let's try to keep it going and keep it growing in a more positive way here because you know it, it's there's some reasons for moments to have some grateful moments and if you just allow yourself to extend your hand out and enjoy enjoy social media for what it was intended to it'll be a better place trust me sometimes the person holding you back from your social media experience is you <laughs> so you know stay tuned to that but definitely thank you craig i really appreciate it it's awesome i'm buying a frame specifically to hang that up so that is without a doubt it's going to be awesome so it'll be in my um my sanctum <laughs> here in, in the uh in my office and uh it'll be awesome so again we got some news to talk about and in our talk topic we got shang chi in the 10 rings and i'm looking forward to talking about that but let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg All right, so we're going to follow up on some news that I talked about uh, just no more than a couple days ago on Select Start. It's Sunday. I talked about it on Friday. Uh, the news about in regards to Sony and PlayStation making the decision to make gamers buy like two versions of the game. And what they were trying to do was they were they're, they're on the cuffs of stopping the idea of people getting free upgrades from the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation 5. Uh, and they were starting with the game Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. And they thought that they were on a good, you know, deal with this. And the idea, see, here's the thing. And I, and I mentioned this before on the Select Start podcast. And the idea was that they 
we're just going to just slowly transition to just people paying separately for different versions. The reason why they did this in the first place was strictly because of the pandemic and the fact that they didn't have enough PlayStation 5 units sold. They were, you know, because due to COVID, they couldn't manufacture as many as they would like to. And that's why people were scrounging around like crazy and struggling. I fought for my life <laughs> in the same fashion that I did going to San Diego Comic-Con trying to get badges for that um, to get this. And I swore to myself, I'm like, I will never go through what I went through with San Diego Comic-Con again. Uh, yeah, I did that. And, and, and that may be true for San Diego Comic-Con, but I did, in fact, do it for PlayStation 5 struggle but i got it um but not many people still people are still without a playstation 5 at this time because the the progression of getting these units out there is still slow but they will eventually you know lean, uh, wean out of doing this you know playstation 4 games automatically getting a free playstation 5 upgrade soon and they were going to start with horizon um forbidden west problem is a lot of people felt that that's unfair because we still don't have a playstation 5 so the idea was that you're gonna have to buy you're gonna choose between getting a playstation 4 one and a playstation 5 and for those of you who haven't got a playstation 4, uh, 5 yet and still have a playstation 4 but want to eventually play the playstation 5 you will have to buy it again or they have a bundle that is going to allow you to actually buy the PlayStation uh, 5 and 4 version for uh, for about the price of $80. Fans heard, uh, made their voice heard uh, in this and it became an outcry because I can understand if we had like if millions of um, gamers and PlayStation gamers had their, you know, a chance to get the units yet, but there's been no announcement saying that these units will be available i know we're getting we're now counting down to the holiday season and we're getting close to the um we're getting very close to you know the christmas time and black friday and all this stuff it sounds like that this is the beginning of the process of them saying that they will have more units out this holiday season for people and everything will be fine but not yet there's been no announcement to that and lo and behold, after two days, things have changed. PlayStation has decided, has decided actually, to reverse their decision to provide a free PS5 update for Horizon Forbidden West. So, you know, congrats to the fans. You know, the voices heard. It, it amazes me. Like, if we fight so hard for, to do the littlest things like this, and this is very small, to be honest, you can imagine what we can do on bigger issues. <laughs> you know, like I, I remember um, when Sonic the Hedgehog came out, and that, and we saw the, the decrepit design, the really scary-looking design that they were coming out with, and people were outcrying about this. And they, we got the designer who did Sonic Mania to, you know, redesign the character, which made it a ton better. I think at those times like that, I'm like, dude, if we can get together to do this and do what we just did here with Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Can you imagine what we have done if we like fight for so many other things that are that are much more important, you know, outside the bubble of our favorite fandoms? Just it always it always sparks me. You, all that energy used to do this, but you won't 
fight for you know certain rights or you won't fight for the ability to do something that it will factor into the world or the country at best it's just it just amazes me this is this is grown folk me talking right now but let's go back to gamer me <laughs> but in a statement president and ceo of sony Inter interactive entertainment jim ryan mentioned that thursday was to be a celebration of Far horizon for Benton west and an amazing team at gorilla working to deliver it on february 18th 2022 however it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kicked off uh kickoff i should say we missed a mark so take note this is the same person who stated in an interview last year that an upgrade path between playstation 4 and playstation 5 would be free and that it's about people having choice really sounds really marketing pr and corporate if you ask me um yeah it's it it really amazes me the the corporate strategies and the, and the business strategy sometime because it, it's never it, it, I, I wouldn't say it's never a lot of times corporate and business strategies are not really geared with the intention of being altruistic never that's never it's always a mask over something that they are really trying to do and i see this a lot of times not all the time there are some you know there are some people who you know make decisions in their companies that are that, that really care about what the fans are doing and really care about the fans there's definitely people out there but then you got other you know companies who feel like if they put this mask on it'll create the idea and the look and, and, and the belief that they are doing something to benefit us when in fact they're doing something remotely opposite behind the mask and that's what gets people so weary and skeptical about you know companies and or why they want to invest in certain things it's it's, it's unfortunate it is very unfortunate so um game informer which i read i mean this this report is on is everywhere on ign and every in uh, all other gaming platforms and media platforms but i read it on game informer first before i read it on ign but game informer believes that forbidden west may be the final game to provide the free update and that they may offer a ten dollar digital upgrade option for playstation 4 and playstation 5 and you know what honestly i don't think that's a bad deal i don't think that's really a bad deal at all um ten dollars more for the for the deal i think that's fair i think that really is fair uh because especially down the line like i said when they start having the ability to manufacture more uh to that i think it's a fair deal because it is in in some cases it's it's taking away money from them per se to do what they're doing um but in the interest of fairness on both sides i think it's an easy fair transition to just offer a ten dollar upgrade ten dollars is not that much to just say to open, unlock the you know uh features for that I, I think that's fair i think that's only fair and i think it's also fair that they just you know did this before they actually you know upgrade everything else from that point so it it, it it worked out and i'm glad it did i'm glad that they owned up to their mistake and they owned up to the idea of it and just felt like okay maybe we should have thought about this more thoroughly and we don't have an idea of when you know fans will be able to get more units and have possession of the playstation 5 yet 
I would say by 2020, hopefully, will everybody would be well established and they can just truly just get rid of the idea of doing PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 upgrades, period. Because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It just it's all about the timing of it as well. So we'll see. All right. Let's go into some very interesting news involving anime and Netflix. Netflix geeked that uh, the new account that celebrates and uh, advocates pretty much everything from comic books to geek uh, culture that is being played on their network. So basically, uh, for those who don't know, um, Netflix geeked is now a new account on Twitter and a new kind of a new brand that they have that focuses on a lot of the anime that they have in there and sci-fi and comic book adaptions that they have in there a lot of the movies like we we mentioned um cowboy bebop last week so you know all these new shows based on your your favorite you know comic books or anime and stuff like that it, it's all going to be mostly focused on you know netflix geek which is kind of a separate t- uh, deal it's a branch connected into the to the core to the core uh tree of the entire thing but i digress netflix geeked announced that a live action adaption of one piece is officially happening and it's been rumored for quite some time it's been talked about for quite some time but it never just came into fruition we never seen anything physically or whatever we got it now because netflix geeked on their twitter account showed an image that was retweeted by a Netflix geek with the sight of a one piece script with the captions. It's happening. The Twitter account also posted the official logo for the show with the caption, no matter how hard or how impossible it is, never lose sight on your goal. I absolutely agree with that, first of all. And it didn't goes on with the hashtag one piece. So the logo, which looks very similar to the actual logo of the uh, original series, the anime series and manga. This is going to be interesting. Um, This is going to be very interesting. And it just comes down to how much money in a budget that they're going to put into this. Because if anybody has watched One Piece, there's a lot going on there. For those who don't know, One Piece is a anime based on a group of pirates called the Straw Hat Pirates, led by a character named Luffy the Monkey who has the ability to stretch his arms a la Mr. Fantastic, a la Plastic Man and, and such, um, you know, or Elongated Man for that matter on DC. Um, but it's basically because of this, this gum gum fruit that people eat and eventually they get powers. But the idea is that while they get powers, their weaknesses is that they can't swim and they immediately sink to the sea once they get into the water, which is crazy. But it goes on to these adventures that the Straw Hat Pirates get to and they their biggest enemies are the the Marines. What I love about this series is that the Marines kind of comes off like the cop, like even before all of this, the George Floyd and, and the Ahmaud Aubrey's and all this stuff. And, and all these crooked cops that's been going around like one piece has been rocking this type of vibe for a long time where the pirates are supposed to be like these the the saviors the 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 good guys but they come off very bad like they they always they hunt down pirates but they also come off like they're more antagonist than, than anything and it's like these the pirates are the good guys and whatever they're doing is good it's it's a weird dynamic that this show has but it really does come up and for those who are 
hardcore anime fans and fans of the show, you know that this show has an enormous amount of episodes. I, if I'm correct, they're still airing episodes. Um, in fact, let me see. Let me go on record to see how many episodes this show has had so far. One so i lost count a long time ago it's i think it's i think it has the most amount of episodes ever since season 10 i think it's in season 10 yeah it looks like it's in season 10 right now um and even within each episode there is like an enormous amount of episodes in there this is one of the only shows like this and bleach or in naruto are like the shows that were able to transition that they were airing so many episodes that they transitioned from 4-3-B aspect ratio which is like the original old school you know square tube to 16-9 ratio in HD they like Naruto One Piece Bleach were one of the originals to really trans transition from the old TVs to the new HD TVs and, and liquid screens and now the LED screens and all this stuff oh yeah they are now at 890 episodes that just aired uh, last year. Last episode aired on um, July 7th, 2019, according to what I said. And it's still airing episodes. Like, it is, there is no stopping at all. So, I I, I, I think... Nine, I'm sorry. I'm looking at um, Wikipedia. It says uh, 990 episodes have aired. They're on the way to a thousand. It could be wrong. This has to be the longest running anime of all time. And damn it, if some one of these anime shows do not get a um, a world's record, like if I it, one of those questions come up where it asks if you're if you're you know excluded in a I can't say a deserted island because a deserted island wouldn't have like internet access. Wi-Fi access, or even if you were excluded in a ghost town where it had electricity, you only had one thing to watch or even read. I mean, yeah, I guess if you go in Deserted Island, you could read. I guess it'd be the manga of One Piece because it'll last you a very long time. It'll keep you entertained for a very long time. You know, I normally would also say Family Guy, but you know, that is mostly CV. So I, that I would say an excluded ghost town. <laughs> you had one thing to watch. I would say One Piece would probably be it because it has this many episodes. You and, and all of them are really good. It's hard for me to really catch up with this show. <laughs> you have to be so hardcore with this show. It ain't funny. But this is why I have Funimation. And this is why, I, I you know, I jump back on every so often. So you never miss a beat. But it, I can tell you this. I've watched the movies, too. The movies are awesome. They're fantastic. Um, and I'm just looking forward to this. I, I tell you this. After what we've seen from what Disney Plus has done and Marvel Studios has done with these TV shows and these live action shows, I am interested to see how much of a budget Netflix is willing to put in to make this happen. Because like I said, if you watched the show before and you saw the special effects or you see the action that happens there and the powers that they have, they're going to have to do a major, major multi-million dollar budget and it has to match up with what what, what, what Disney Plus is at what they did with WandaVision which I, you know they put in millions to do what they did the same amount of money that they put in to do the movies they put in to do that I don't know if Netflix has the has the, the weight to do that 
but we'll see. But they have to make it look really good. The special effects, same with Cowboy Bebop. Like they, they really got to step it up because Netflix, I mean, Disney Plus really, they really put it down. They, they really put it down. The, you know, the pedestal starts with Disney Plus now. Their live actions, it has been stupendous. And now seeing What If, which we'll be talking about, of course, very soon, um, like literally right after this, um, what they did with What If or what they're doing with What If really, you know, leveled the playing field, even with that of anime and even with that of WB animation, which for the longest time, Marvel has been lacking. They always had the great stories in their um, animated cartoons and, and animated series, but the the art style and animation have always been lacking. Never leveled to the point of the WB animation. Never to the point of anime. Marvel What If right now has finally done what they've been needing to do for a long time. And I, the funny part is that because Marvel's owned by Disney, you would think that they would have this caliber of animation now. And now they finally do. So, and they put in a lot of money for it to happen. Netflix is really gonna have to step it up. You got a lot of hardcore anime fans who are really there. And if they don't want that same situation, the same outcry and lashing, you know, fan lashing that they did with um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, they really gotta be on point with this. Now, people were already upset that John Cho, who was like, I didn't realize he was 49 years old because the dude still looks young. I had no idea that John Cho was 49 years old. And guess what? I don't care. He looks great and his role. He looks the part. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big John Cho fan. I think they, they got a great dude. The only people who are probably making a big deal out of it is people who like to make a big deal out of everything. John Cho, I think he can pull it off. I think he's great for this role. And the fact that I didn't know that he was 49 until the, until the social media had to open up their mouth and make a big deal out of it. We haven't, especially when we haven't seen him do the role yet, you're judging off of pictures and the pictures really only shows anything. If, if the picture showed anything to me, the picture showed that, damn, it looks like Spike. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, internet, social media, shut up, please. Just shut up about every little, in I can't wait till we get to the point when we start realizing how annoying we can be in social media because we want to lash out on everything, sometimes without just cause. I am and speaking of that, you know, to the to the to the wrestling fans out there, um CM Punk did a off-air conversation about people who hate watch and just want to just you know hate and he said he said it, you know, frankly, just shut the F up. And I I I I second that because if you're just watching something just to hate on it or if you're looking at something just to hate on it, that's not their problem. That's you. And in this time where we have so much going on in, in, in our world and mental health and everything going on, it may be something with you. Social media sometimes can be extremely toxic and toxic in a way that we need to sometimes, if we feel like that we're getting angry about something that's really not a big deal, Sometimes you need to take a break. You know, with that said, I'm looking forward to this. I'm 
very I'm very intrigued about this. I um oh, so many factors. On oh, so many factors. So we'll see. Uh I I this is a big, big, big deal in a sense because this is one of those situations like we did when we saw Thanos with the Avengers is like, oh my god, they're really doing this? They are they really attempting to do this? Kind of in a situation we're here with One Piece because we're gonna see a, a monkey D Luffy character in here do, stretching his arms and doing all types of really crazy things. We're gonna see, you know, smoke. We're gonna see um, you know, Zaro and all these other characters in here. Um, Ace. Oh god, we're gonna see the Ace saga. And then here's the other thing I want I, I need to mention too. I mentioned the 990 episodes that is being aired. How are you going to condense all of this to a live action feed there 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 is no way that netflix is going to make a show that's going to have 900 in nine episodes that means that they're going to have to condense their telling of the story down to a bare minimum and that's going to be interesting um they've we've seen we've seen adaptions do this before and it didn't work out because they condensed too much. I would give an example. Full Metal Alchemist, the movie. Full Metal Alchemist, the movie. While the special effects were great, the characters looked really good. The problem was the pacing of the storytelling because they had to condense 52 episodes down to a movie. So what they did was they condensed some of the aspects of the movie uh, of the TV series and brought into the movie. They, you know, they had the infamous, um, you know, deal with the daughter and the, and the, and the dog that got, you know, morphed in together. I forgot the terms for that. And they had that, but you had to put that in. But once th that was just episode four of that. So they put episode four there. They put so much focus on episode four into the movie, but then you got the rest of the other, you know, um, 40 some episodes that you have to try to convince in to make a whole entire movie if it, it it really failed to deliver in that case and then here you got also you got bleach which i really really like i thought they did a pretty good job on this but they only focus on one aspect of the saga and then he left you open-ended of the idea that there's going to be more but we haven't seen another movie since i don't know if COVID had anything to do with it i'm pretty sure COVID uh might have had something to do with the production of that or whatever but it did leave us open-ended and there was so much more of the story that needed to be told with the movie although even albeit that i thought that they did a really good job with the first movie so it's a lot to try to condense all these episodes into one because you're telling such a a, a in-depth story here the biggest challenge may not be just getting the cast it may not be just the cgi but the other challenge is also getting them to condense 990 episodes into this and cram it down we don't know how many episodes is going to be made like i would say a healthy dose of episodes should be like 13 for one season and then what are those episodes going to be based on uh, now granted to also take note that it's 990 episodes but a good portion of those episodes are filler so if you take out the filler there's still the main sagas there and how are you going to condense you know that into that it's going to be interesting the strategy of their of their writing 
in this as well. So we'll see. But I'm excited. I'm I'm excited if if albeit intrigued by this. So I I, I can't wait. So last bit of news or what I want to talk about my thoughts on this week's episode of What If. The episode entitled "What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands." This was every episode that we get from this un- masterful series. It always gives you a different feeling each time, and this one was heartbreaking. I think the last episode was thrilling. I thought the T'Challa episode was heartwarming and the first episode was exciting. This one, heartbreaking. So here we have Stephen Strange and the scene where he drives in that highway that leads him to get into that accident because he's driving a really, really expensive fast car and he's being cocky as always. Now, in the movie, as you guys remember, we saw that he was looking at a record of a case that he wanted to do uh, a, or a a, um, a surgery that he wanted to do that he was looking at while he was driving. And he thought he could do it all as he was going into an award ceremony. In this universe that we see, we actually see Doctor Strange with um, Christine. And Christine, uh, which who wasn't in the original series, so this is a whole new scenario here, is in the car with him and they're having a great time. Also notice that we see in this scene too, is that the relationship between, um, you know, Steven and Christine is a little bit more intimate than it was in a movie. Like we knew that they dated in the movie, but they never, it was after the fact they broke up and they never really had the rapport that they had here. So it was very interesting to see them together, to see them having interaction and being romantic with each other. I thought that was really cool. And it even made it worse. And they made sure they got a nice bit of intimacy um, and, and connection and chemistry enough for us to be heartwarmed by it. Because we now in this universe, we get to see the type of relationship that they had or what Stephen Strange w- would have wanted to have with her. And we get enough for it to be to the part where they get into this accident. He goes over the cliff. They crash just like they did in the movie. But in this universe, Christine dies and his hands are still good. He still has a surgery. He still has his hands. And from this, he's heartbroken, not because his hands is broke because they're not. He can still do surgeries. He can still be him. But his heart broke immensely because of the loss of Christine. And that becomes his motivation to travel to the ancient one and try to learn the arts the mystic arts that he did and he visit and he becomes doctor strange from that aspect but with his mindset being he wants to find a way to bring christine back and rewrite the history that he did and he does so using the time stone the the uh, the time stone from the affinity gauntlet that he uses in the movie but he uses it for his own personal selfish means here so he goes back in time tries to rewrite it and every single time he tries again this is very twilight zone by the way this is exactly a very twilight zone type of situation uh that would occur and every time he goes back in time christine dies in very different ways almost to the point like it's destined for her to die he 
his selfishness would not handle it. He goes so far as to find out uh, the ways of the dark arts. He travels to, while he's already mastered, he's already faced Dormammu, he's already done that. He's pretty much that, he's pretty much the, um, the Sorcerer Supreme at this point, but he's just, it's not enough for him. He goes and travels to India. He miss he missed um, this character uh, by the name of Ben. I believe that's his name. And it, in fact, it is a character known as uh, Caglistro, which is a character in the Marvel uh, comic universe, the 616 universe, which is for those who are not comic book fans. Earth 616 is the prime universe for Marvel comics. So everything centers from that. And then we get everything else, including the MCU. The MCU is also a part of the multiverse as well. All of that is connected, including the Sonyverse too, but that's a whole nother thing. But, um, you know, he ends up meeting with him and he, you know, this, this character who's never been, this is the first appearance of this character ever, uh, coming into this universe. And he takes him to this lost library where there may be the answers that he's been looking for on how to get Christine back. Instead of doing that, he he winds up learning so much more. And in order to get Christine back officially, he's going to have to absorb the powers of all these mystic beings and creatures and, and beasts in order for him to have the absolute power to bring her back. There's a price to be paid in doing this. By doing this, you're going to destroy that earth in such a dark way if he keeps it up his addiction for these powers begin and it totally it absolutely takes over him the ancient one meantime manages to actually set it up where she splits dr strange into two somehow making two timelines within one universe and that was in order to save dr strange and the dark dr strange and what i love about this too a lot of people I don't think really caught this is that the dark demented version of strange actually looks more like the ultimate universe version of Dr. Strange as well. The way he, the, the suit, the, uh, outfit that he's wearing and everything, it, it really does looks like the ultimate universe version. Meanwhile, there's the good version or the version of Dr. Strange who didn't decide to go any further with the idea of trying to bring Christina back. So you got these two versions and in order for uh, Strange to actually complete his plans to do it, he has to go and absorb his own other half. It becomes a really awesome fight. He, he, he Let me tell you how awesome this fight was and how significant it was from an artistic standpoint and a homage standpoint. Now, if you talk about Easter eggs, this one had a really good significant amount of Easter eggs here in the most minute detail. One in particular is that I mentioned the Ultimate Universe version of Strange. Two, the fight scene. If any true Marvel comic fan noticed it, we got the debut of Kirby Dots in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, for those who aren't comic book fans and Marvel Comics fans, Kirby Dots is a art style made by Jack Kirby, Jack King Kirby. Uh, it's something that he put together and to create a certain energy, the look of a certain energy that is used mostly in the comic, uh, the co the cosmic aspect of the universe. So we've seen, you know, if you go on the comic books, you'll see um, Doctor Strange probably use it. 
uh, and these little dots that, you know, uh, that create around the aura of their energy and their energy fields. Whenever they shoot out beams of energy, you'll see these really cool looking dots that are just, it looks beautifully and it looks cosmic and it looks, uh, it, I, I can't even come up with the right term for it, but it looks fantastic when you draw. And I used to, I love drawing Kirby dots when I used to draw a uh, sketch, you know, comic book um, characters or whatnot. Kirby dots is really one of the best things. And to see Kirby dots in this, and we've seen Silver Surfer with it. We've seen, um, you know, a lot of people in the cosmic universe of Marvel use these powers that had Jack Kirby's dots in there to, you know, represent the aspect of the cosmic energy. We got to see it for the very first time in this in this um, anime, in this animated feature, and it looks so beautiful. It looked amazing with them doing it. It's a small thing, but it's a big deal for comic book fans, especially comic book artists uh, out there to see that in motion and then factor that in and there. And uh, I, I really, really, really absolutely enjoyed seeing this fight scene. It was beautifully done. Um, there was something else too that I noticed here. Um, the tentacle, the guy uh, that one of the first creatures that he wanted to um that he wanted to interact with was a guy was a creature with tentacles it was a cosmic being with tentacles now again if you're a marvel comics fan but also if you are a video game fan a, a capcom fan in particular capcom versus marvel or marvel versus capcom um you will know that that being had to have been shuma Gorath which is a character that is mostly popular in the Marvel versus Capcom uh, game series. He was, they never showed him in completion, but there was, there's no other creature in that universe with octopus arms, but him. He's like a one-eyed octopus with a multiple tentacles and everything. And Dr. Strange pretty much absorbed him in. It was a really kind of Easter egg thing there, um, but it was awesome. I. The episode was awesome. Doctor Strange winded up, you know, taking it, uh, taking over the other Doctor Strange, the good Doctor Strange, I guess we could call him, and he did it. Now, here's another situation, that awesome thing that happened in this episode too, was that, as you know, the What If series is narrated by the Watcher. The Watcher sees all. He is there. He's watching everything. Not everybody sees the Watcher. It takes a very powerful being to see the watcher dr steven strange is one of those people and this really demonstrated how powerful dr strange is because there were part one part of the episode where doc where the uh dr strange was absorbing things and really trying to figure things out you had the watcher talking about you know he can interfere he explained to us that he can go in at any time. And this is something that we know in the comics that, he, that the watcher can go in and interfere every time, but he is not allowed to go in and interfere, let alone, even if he told him and explained to him, he wouldn't listen anyway. And at that moment in time, Dr. Strange turned around and said, is somebody there acknowledging that he was there? And then apparently by the end where Dr. Strange wind up, you know, successfully quote-unquote completing his task of absorbing doctor the other doctor strange and bringing christine back but also the world was ending 
and now he started seeing what was going on and he had to fight to drew it and it, it fight and it happened with failure at that point in time when he was fighting he saw the watcher and he interacted with the watcher for the first time ever any character has interacted with the watcher and he looked at him as like you over there you can stop this help me i know you've been watching this entire time i know you've been there this entire time you can stop this you're a god and the watcher looked at him and started talking to him and saying no i am not a god and neither are you and had you not done this this would happen there's nothing i can do about this he faded away it was that was an awesome moment i really enjoyed that moment and lo and behold the world ended that in particular world ended and then on top of that christine end up disappearing so everything he was trying to do was a failure just like the ancient one said just like the other dr strange said what a story and that's how the, that's how the that's how the episode in that earth is no longer <laughs> okay this show is awesome this show is every bit as awesome as the comic series i the, whoever came up with this idea to bring the series together is brilliant i love it um real quick let's talk about the cast we can't we can't i'd be remiss we can't we always talk about the cast this is the first episode that has the entire cast of a movie reprise their role every one of them not just one benedict cumberbach came back as dr strange uh awesome here rachel mcadams returned as christine palmer uh tilda switzen uh is back as the ancient one i thought look people again I am one as a black man who does fight to want to see change and representation and everything. But then there's some situations that doesn't warrant any type of situation. There's times when people just, you know, the social, you know, justice warriors out there just goes overboard. The the cancel culture just goes overboard with certain things and just try to nitpick everything or go after everything. I think in the case of Tilda Swinton playing the ancient one, I think people were wrong. Yes, they picked a white woman to play the ancient one. But in hindsight, who is to say that the ancient one was any bit of Asian? And to me, it's like, isn't that wrong in itself to assume that the ancient one needs to be anything but what the ancient one needs to be in this case? And in her case, who she is a phenomenal actor. I honestly she's one of my strongest characters she's i loved her in dr strange i think she helped that movie so much and made you believe because of her performance i thought she did phenomenal and when i saw her in game i was relieved i thought she was and i'm glad that marvel doubled down and stood by this um the ancient one could have been black ancient here's the thing i think the idea that the, the the idea of the ancient one being connected as a asian person even though in the comics yes in the comics i believe the ancient one was asian but this is the marvel cinematic universe things happen differently just like they do in the ultimate universe just like hold on. by that by that stretch people should be arguing about nick fury because the original nick fury was white they immediately transitioned Nick Fury into a black character because one, whoever created the ultimate universe version of Nick Fury loved Shaft. Ergo, they loved Samuel L. Jackson and thought that he was a great candidate to play a 
more dynamic version of Nick Fury, which then led to Samuel L. Jackson actually playing the role. Nobody talked about that. Like what happened to the David Hasselhoff version of Nick Fury? Okay. Um, so it's like you you gotta play it's okay to every once in a while a certain character play a certain role yeah, i do believe there needs to be a balance in terms of representation indeed but it's not like saying we're gonna clear all of hollywood out of white actors i don't think that should be the case i think there just should be a balance of people getting the right roles for the right reason and in this case i thought she did tremendous like she did tremendous here i am all for her being the ancient one the ancient one could be black who lived a long, uh, a long time. It could be an Asian character that lived a long time. It could be a white, uh, you know, ancient doesn't synonymous isn't synonymous with the idea of a certain culture. It's just somebody who's lived a long time. We just watch, um, plenty of different shows where people live forever. Like, come on, Highlander people of all things. Um, but she returned as the ancient one and again just phenomenal here of course let me tell you what this week i can say this week is wong week this is absolutely wong week wong played by benedict wong play uh he returned as the character once again in this show he also returns and uh, there's no spoiler to this he they show it in a commercial he ends up showing his face on um in, in, in Shang-Chi he's in that movie he's also going to be in Spider-Man as well because of Doctor Strange as well he has been more prominent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than he's ever been in the Marvel Comic Universe like we've known him and seen him every so often if you if outside of you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe they may they're making him such a strong character and he's been awesome in everything we see him in and we'll talk about we'll talk about shang chi uh in our talk topic but like i love him i love him i love his character i love him as an actor i've i've never seen him before after this but he's he's become such a prominent factor into the marvel cinematic universe now and it was great to see him in here as well and then we got the new character obin played by uh, ike amandi and hopefully we'll see the live action version of him down the line as well i thought he did great um well well again this is the different universe version of him uh which means it's possible we could see him in the marvel cinematic universe down the line as well but he did great as here an interesting cameo appearance by christine everhart who returned as leslie bibb guys you don't remember she is the reporter who first appeared in the original iron man and the second Iron Man is that. And then she appeared, I believe, in Ant-Man and uh, Captain America Civil War. I love their consistency. This is why the Marvel Cinematic Universe keeps winning. Okay? I love this. This was just absolutely fantastic. So we got I'll, we got every bit of... Every, this is the first... Like I said, this is the first time we got to see every character in more reprise their role here. So, overall... I gotta give this a great another a plus for um all every episode that i have i've seen so far has gotten an a plus and next week we got another episode i don't know what the i and, and correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if this is the last episode let me see how many episodes we're getting on the first season oops bar and going into uh 
what if, what if, what if? No, not that what if. No, wrong what if. No. There we go. That's the one. See how many episodes we get here. Oh, is that what's going to be? Oh, no. Okay, so we got that. Okay, it looks. Oh, we got nine episodes uh, in this season. It looks like next week. Uh, what if Thor was banished to Earth, but was still worthy of the. Oh. Oh, that's not going to be good. <laughs> okay, next week is going to be what if Thor was banished to Earth, but was not still worthy, but was still worthy of the mantle. Oh, that's, that's going to be beastly. That's going to be interesting. Um, looks like they got some more interesting situations here. Um, the week afterwards, it looks like I could be wrong. Uh, the Tony Stark episode that involves Killmonger. Um, seven and eight looks like it's going to be the zombie episode. And the final episode of the season is going to involve Vision, uh, who becomes all powerful because he gets affinity stones and if you saw the poster you do see vision who has the who has an ultron like body with the infinity stones connected to it, it that does not look good at all i don't know what the hell is going to happen in an episode but that's going to be interesting so ah uh, this i can't wait because i think when this is over i'm just going to try to re-binge every single series that marvel's come out to uh to this day and we still got hawkeye which is scheduled to come out i think in this month in october or whatever oh thank you i think out of all these streaming uh networks that i'm um uh, that i have right now between netflix and hulu and uh hbo max and, and disney plus right now i think disney plus is my number one streaming app that has given me so much so much greatness oh i gotta add funimation to that too um i think disney plus has given me so much for the, for the dollar that is invested in there it's just been tremendous what they've done um just keeping the marvel train going with their stream with these with these series it's just, it's just been great man so all right folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and we're going to talk about shang chi and the ten rings and my god if you haven't gotten a chance to see this movie i'm gonna tell you why you should we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Tom Gibbous, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And let me tell you, folks, I am so excited to talk about this. I told you I'm supporting this all the way. They definitely need to support. And guess what? They deserved that support because this movie was absolutely everything. Okay, they did so much for this movie, and it was definitely a new chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Special effects, character development, everything you want. Let me tell you, I I jokingly said this, but I'm also serious about this. If you guys remember uh, a few like maybe it's probably been a month now or something like that. I reviewed Dynasty Warrior on uh, our Select Start video game podcast. The first movie that I ever reviewed on that podcast because it was based on a uh, time honored uh, video game series. It was good, but it lacked a lot in terms of CGI and special effects. Um, It had special effects, but it wasn't up to par. It wasn't up to code, if you will. You could definitely tell that some things were in green screen or whatnot. And I made reference in comparison to that of because a lot of the scenes were war scenes that involved hordes and hordes of like soldiers and warriors going out there and going into battle. And it didn't look anything like what it should have um, looked like. And instead, it did, it just it looked it didn't look up to par. And I mentioned the comparison of this to the battle scene in, on Endgame, where not only did you have hordes of aliens fighting, you know, the Mar- you know the the uh, Avengers and the superheroes and everything, and and the Wakandans and and the sorcerers or whatnot, but it looked like everything you were seeing exactly what Shane like everybody was there even if they multiplied the amount of people in there you know via cgi it looked very convincing that this was a huge war going on and it didn't suspend it didn't uh it it suspended my disbelief dynasty warriors did not because there was some blatant detection of green screen going on in there and then we have this movie and this movie because of the budget because of Marvel being as great as they are and their connection to Disney and, and the and the amount of, you know, attention to detail that they did here. They did exactly what Dynasty Warrior was trying to do, and they did it so much better. They really upstaged that that studio to show what how you could do using. And, and this was and Dynasty Warrior was a movie that involved a lot of special effects and you know mystic, uh, mysticism and such in the same fashion that shang chi and the legend of the ten rings did but they did it to perfection i mean not just adding the fight scene the great awesome fight scenes that they had um but also the special effects the the creatures that you've seen in there the mystic uh beast that you've seen in there. This, this the mystic beast was so amazing you saw dragons you saw uh i believe what they were mystic lions if you go into like any chinatown in any city of the country or china or hong kong you'll see legendary mystic um beast that looks like lions and in and, and dragons and whatnot and, and, and such somebody managed to have the idea of bringing them to life to let us see what they would look like if they were actually living beings they were 
majestic and beautiful and just awesome here um i didn't think i didn't i had no idea that they were gonna go this far with it but it was an awesome awesome look at the culture at the beauty of the culture and everything involved in it and it was it, it was done so well i i thought it was great um i'm not the only one got i heard a lot of praise from this about this movie for those who actually went to the theater and, and uh, saw it and um overall i i was so amazing it was so such an amazing thing i hope that this makes the money that it deserves i really do um i i can't speak for everybody else who went to the theaters my theater i went to movie tavern this time now granted it was not the best experience it was a better experience than it was there but it wasn't without its imperfections um for one thing it was extremely cold in our theater is september and you know it's not as hot as it was before but they had the air conditioner blasting in there so it really it was on it, it had an uncomfortable feeling the food was good albeit late it was really good actually it was it is actually once it got there it was really really good um and my wife's recliner seat didn't exactly work all the way so there was some mechanical issues there all i'm saying to that is that had it been in premier access we probably would not have made that trip and that trip was like all together like i you know it was a 122 dollar trip that should have been met with the same you know expensive experience and we didn't i felt like the irony of the fact that we went to the theaters to see this great movie and we paid premiere access for black widow no disrespect to black widow i like black widow after three times i love this film after one time and i won't be able to see this film again probably for another 45 days unless i go to the theater again to watch it uh and honestly i should out of respect go see this film again and give them the money that they deserve because this was such a great film um but in 45 days i believe this will end up on uh disney plus i don't know to what extent i don't know if they're going to charge people for the premiere access to watch it at home or is it just going to be premiering during 45 days we'll see um but any if they charge i'll pay for it i will pay for it it was, it was really that good because i would i want to watch this movie multiple times the addition of Shang-Chi into this world is just tremendous. And, you know, Shang-Chi is a based on the Masters of Kung Fu comic book series that used to come out in the 70s. Um, and they finally just brought him back. They brought him back to the to the forefront and gave him a great identity. I think he's going to be a very powerful member of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, let alone the Avengers, if he chooses to actually team up with them. I like the fact that in this story, it wasn't like exactly an origin story because Shang-Chi, who goes by the name of Sean, who moved away from his father and moved to America to try to live a normal life uh, instead of the one that he was destined to um, be, he winded up, um, you know, moving to America, meeting his friend Katie, played by Aquafina and they were you know they were out of die together they were hangout buddies together they hung out with everybody they weren't romantically involved but they were platonic and it it, it showed throughout the entire thing they were really a really close-knit you know um friendship and it didn't really hint that they were going to get any deeper they did have some really heartwarming moments together but it, it was really beautifully done i love their i love their chemistry and connection 
It, it was more platonic than anything it felt. But unbeknownst to Katie, this dude has been hiding a really deep secret. And it came to the point when the Ten Rings, uh, the clan of the Ten Rings, came and uh, and came out looking for him. In particular, one Razor Fist, uh, played by Florian Montanu, and who actually Razor Fist is a character in the Masters of Kung Fu um, series. So he is a guy that's in the series, as well as another character that we'll talk about soon in here. But I had to check. You know, Razor Fist indeed is one of the characters who appeared in the original series, an original comic book series. Um, so he he was added in and i'm glad i thought it was just that they were going to start some whole new things no they got characters actually from the comic book so they're bringing a whole bunch of people in razor fist is one of them i thought uh florian did a great job as this he, he didn't do too much in a sense he had some great fighting scenes um they played to his strengths and you know he worked out he worked out really great uh you also had basically his sister shelling played by um please forgive me if i butcher this mingner zhang uh was so badass i loved her uh zick the shyly character character was so badass and her deal is that like sean or or um shang uh shang chi left a long time ago and and left her and she's been resentful of him ever since to an extent she now all runs an underground fighting uh you know league that just happens to have of all people fighting in this ring abomination and wong yes dr strange is wong as i mentioned before this is wong week in in all honesty wong makes an appearance in here and you know it's funny that they hit that very well because um at first because the first time we saw abomination and it looked like shang uh shang chi was fighting him and in fact, it was Wong that was fighting him. But then later on, we saw trailers of Wong in there, but we didn't see his connection or his involvement of any of this. And he's in the tournament. Not only is he in the tournament, he fights Abomination. And then these two are buddies. And they and he go through the portal and walks away. So it was apparently like Wong is training Abomination or what? I don't know what the hell's going on there. Honestly, I got to watch that scene again because I believe I ran to the restroom during this scene. This is, again, one of the cons of actually watching in the theater as opposed to watching at home where you could pause the damn movie go to the bathroom come back but you know that was that was a thing that i actually got to see briefly and while she's running there they pretty much say she, um she's in danger so they going after her be after the um the 10 rings went after him because of these pendants that her father sue when um when woo played by tony um chi wai lung and I'm probably butchering the name, forgive me. Uh, he actually um, was looking for because uh, the two pendants were actually eyes to a dragon that unlocked the map on where his mother, um, where his wife, his uh, now deceased wife, ended up uh, living. And they were going to evade that because for some reason, the Ten Rings were telling him that there's a way to revive his wife and in fact it was not the case it was basically somebody luring him to believe that and he's unleashing a huge dark terror into the land again but his whole drive was to try to get him back in any way possible and that just didn't happen um 
so it you know they went through this journey and I, again the, the whole bus scene with katie and and um sean where sean really reveals that he's more than he's uh cracked up to be and she's learning this for the first time while she's driving a bus because the uh the bus driver ended up passing out and everything and it's this fight scene was just everything the the, the fight choreography in here it feels like something we've seen before but it is also feels like some nothing we've ever seen before it, it was like refreshing it, well i would say in in terms of the marvel cinematic universe we've never seen fighting like this um the fight scene between the actual uh and and the skyscraper of the building um was awesome the bus scene was awesome in the scene at the very end and i like how they spaced all it out it wasn't all fighting all the time so you had that um in, in the case of um Shaling, she had a bit of animosity because their father the real mandarin by the way um re really kind of dismissed her because she reminds her too much of her mother who he lost and when she lost when he lost lee uh his wife everything changed everything he was very heartbroken he became darker he uh dismissive to most and you know he he just began on his path um you know i should also mention in terms of katie she had a bit of a situation herself aquafina always seems to play these characters when she plays a character that doesn't really amount to much and just lives by the day and doesn't really have any goals or anything she does this on her own show as well this is kind of the same thing but this in this time this character is questioning what does she have to offer the world and she learns this on her journey that she goes with sam i mean sean and and and, and basically no matter what she she's with him even though she was angry that he pretty much didn't tell her everything that he that um she wanted to tell him they winded up you know still rotten and die together and she learned her way from that point thanks to master gong bo uh played by Wu yun in here and it, it, it's it's uh he was a great character too and i say was because there was some there was some unfortunate losses in here of characters that i was like damn <laughs> you know here one of which i would say is death dealer death dealer is also a character in the marvel comics universe now brought to life in the marvel cinematic universe can i say andy lay who played this character this dude was awesome let me tell you also and people have agreed with me on our acmg facebook group death dealer was a better taskmaster than taskmaster in this dude this 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 character was just everything i love this character unfortunately we couldn't love him for for a long time because spoiler alert this character did not last because it was his soul was taken away at the end and i was like this sucks this character was so awesome <laughs> this character was tremendous i would have loved to see this character here's the thing because they didn't really reveal who death dealer was it's not to say that we can't see this character again this character can be played by another warrior who takes over the helm especially after what we saw in the end credits of everything so and we'll talk about the end credits very shortly in this case um yeah this 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 movie was just really well done i loved every bit of the characters that they had in here everybody had a purpose everybody felt important 
we also get the appearance of Michelle Yeoh, who returns uh, into martial arts form as Zheng Nan. She plays the aunt of um, Shang-Chi and uh, Shai Li, who is protecting the land that they were in. And um, it was just awesome. One of the biggest things about this movie, too, is how Marvel Studios doubled down in their support of Iron Man 3. We talked about last week that they were showing Return um, All Hell the King, which is a one shot story of Ben Kingsley, who played the, I guess, the, the fake Mandarin, the whitewash Mandarin, I guess, in here. And as great as everybody loved him playing this role, we found out that he wasn't the real Mandarin. In fact, we learned that the Mandarin is real. And in fact, it was Shu Wen Yu, uh, Wen Wu. And we find if you watch the if you watch that one shot, it really plays perfectly into this. It almost makes you wonder how long has this movie been in the plans because it worked perfectly, especially for the fact that we get to see the return of Ben Kingsley's character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's in that he's in the uh, Ten Rings uh land he's a, he's in their um their headquarters so um if you remember they they didn't kill him in the one shot they said they were um that the real mandarin wanted to meet him and he did and he winds up being their like jester in the in the series and anything and he became an even more prominent character in the movie i thought he did so great uh ben kinsley was so awesome funny thing and and i noticed it i am noticing this right now i'm not seeing his credit in imdb i don't know if they're keeping that a secret in here i like it that's i find that to be very very interesting oh here it is right here he is yeah okay he is uncredited in here which i don't understand why um but he's returning his role as trevor slattery who was the actor in uh in the um in iron man 3 and the one shot and everything so he's back but he's now a part of the whole entire thing they they i love what they did with him also uh and uh who i got the chance to see an appearance of is ronnie ching who is a can be a really funny comedian you've seen him on um if if you guys watch trevor noah's um the daily show he's one of the cast and characters of that show uh, i've watched his stand up before Dude is funny as all hell. And I love seeing him make appearances on different um, movies and such. And he's a part of the Ten Rings now, <laughs> apparently. So he was in Crazy Rich Asian, Asians. Um, he was in uh, Godzilla and, uh, versus Kong. He's making his rounds. And now he's a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in his own way. Um, so uh, it was really great to see him. I, 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 Honest to goodness, I am such a fan of him. If you watch, he has a he has a different comedic style. It's like an annoyed. Uh, he's very annoyed about everything that's going on around him, and every everything that's going around the society and the the, the stupidity of how people are in, in, in society. He's just he that's his get that's his gimmick of his standup is that he's just annoyed. Some of it may be real, some of it may not be, but. I, I highly recommend you go out of your way to watch that dude. He is awesome. And I, I'm just glad to see him in here and represented as well. Great, great casting here. So overall, and, and wait, before I even go overall, we got to talk about the um, the end credit scenes here. The end credit scenes were awesome. 
they were they were already announced that there were two end credit scenes that were happening we got to see it check note i had to go to the bathroom again and i think it had a lot to do with the fact that it was really cold in there and i was drinking soda stupidly waiting for my food so i had to i had to man up the entire time waiting probably like an hour and a half to make sure i didn't miss a damn thing so we got the chance to see the credit scene um and it involved uh well th th here's the thing at the end of the movie at the beginning of the movie let's start there at the beginning of the movie there's a scene where both sean aka shang chi and katie are talking with friends and they're out hanging out with friends who are you know it's this couple who um you know one's a successful established established in her field the other one is you know her boyfriend is you know also established in his career and all this stuff and you got sean and katie who are valets you know who just you know park cars and in, in, in valet parking and all this stuff and, and works for hotels or whatever and lo and behold they're they're questioning themselves well at least katie was questioning herself is like okay what am i doing with my life at this point you know we're not as young as we used to we need to start moving on and evolve our career and that's what our friend was trying to relate to so that's what leads to the whole bus situation which by the way everybody found out about you know shang chi and uh katie from the bus situation because it went viral um thanks to a particular thanks to one of the bus uh one of the bus uh, attendees there zach cherry who also plays in a lot of different shows and everything that dude's funny as hell too um so he he's known for a lot of different uh shows and series as well he was hilarious in here for the one little spot that he was in here he was playing like one of these guys who tried to do these viral videos and try to hack like that they're like um they're knowledgeable and it, it's, it's social media what, what do you expect and he i thought he did that perfectly he was so spot on on how he did this because he was talking about how much he he did a year uh, like a few months of martial six months of martial arts so i'm gonna walk you through what's going on here <laughs> like the pretentious dudes um I thought he did that perfectly and um so they were doing that but by the end they re the, they reunited and all hung out again and this time it was it was shang chi and katie that was telling their story of everything that they were going through and went through and they hold they held nothing back and they, the couple their friends and the, the friends looked at them like okay are you guys trolling me what is going on here this cannot happen what are you talking about when all of a sudden a portal opens up and wong comes out and says like are you shang are you shang chi and are you katie you guys need to come with me do you still have your ten rings you need to come with me and they bounced and that's how it ended but they went to the end credit scene where wong where um where uh shang chi and katie was at the um sanctum centurium and they were analyzing the ten rings as to where they came from and what you know and for those who don't know the original 10 rings were actually rings on the finger as i mentioned before on a previous episode uh that was owned by the mandarin and the uh and in fact in the marvel cinematic universe they're bracelets they were actually rings that were made uh they were made by minerals from aliens so they're alien it technically is alien tech that were used that the mandarin used uh for that reason all these gauntlets bracelets are a little bit different here and um they're analyzing them and it's leading into something a little bit deeper and they found something that was lighting up almost like a beacon so something bigger is in the works 
were going on right now. And they not only were they analyzing this, but they were analyzing this with none other than Brie Larson, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. And aside from her was none other than Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo. So this is his introduction into the his full introduction into the Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it was awesome. And they were analyzing it. And then all of a sudden, Captain Marvel got a uh, a little bit of a notification of something that she said, oh, I got to go. OK. Case in point, that was kind of leading off to whatever's about to happen in her movie. That's going to be interesting there. So that was a little bit of a hint there. And it was great to see Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. And we see that he looks to be back to normal. He's his arm might be back. So it, in fact, we may see the Hulk again in the near future. So uh, he welcomed those two in and welcome to the crazy. And that, that was that from there. So I am looking forward to that. But then we get another. Another cutscene that shows Shy Lee in her room and you know taking things down seeing some sketches and everything and then she walks over where we see uh, a lot of our henchmen and there and we see from the from the fighting arena and all the stuff and all of them are there and take note in the last cutscene, katie was asking where is her sister and she was like um she's off you know disbanding the 10 rings no the hell she was not in fact, she was doing what she wanted to do for a long time, and that was proved that she can um, actually roll something. She did that with her underground, you know, fighting league, and now she's doing it as the new leader of the Ten Rings. And at the very end, they said the Ten Rings will return. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Is there going to be another movie? Are we going to see another Shang-Chi movie? Or are we going to see a series on Disney Plus involving the Ten Rings? And in fact, is she now a still a good guy or is she a bad guy? What's going on here? This is good. It's so there's so many questions that people have right now for this. I love it. Before I even go to the overall opinion of everything, I do got to mention that they they put a they put the nail on something that I thought was really cool. And that is the that is the name of the Mandarin themselves. There was a scene that uh, Su Win Wu mentioned about his his legend if you will, and how, you know, um, the antagonist of Iron Man 3 ended up creating this fictitious uh, character of the Mandarin based on him. And they didn't know how to, you know, what better way to announce him and how to acknowledge him. So they created this fictitious term, the, uh, the character the guy Pierce played. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, a Aldrich, uh, Aldrich Killian. Yeah. So Aldrich Killian created the Mandarin lore based upon the Ten Rings. That's where Trevor Slattery ended up becoming the Mandarin, you know, and portraying this character. And claiming that he was the real leader of the Ten Rings because they couldn't pronounce his name or whatever. They didn't know the real name of the Mandarin. And in fact, the funny part about it was, um, was that Sue um, ended up saying how ridiculous the idea of calling him an orange because that's the, what the Mandarin is. And it was really basically what this was was it was a shot it was it, it was a it was marvel taking a shot at themselves and marvel really taking a shot at what stanley and, and and kirby and all them did back then when they created the character um and you know what's funny 
if Stan Lee was still alive, he would accept it. Stan, I guarantee. Because all through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've been making a lot of corrections and, and redirections with characters and all the stuff before and poking fun at the ideas of the of the absurdity of certain characters and what they did. Um, remember, they did that with Luke Cage back then with the uh, with how he used to dress in the 70s and, you know, when he had like two slave bracelets on and a uh, in, in, in a tiara, I guess, on his afro or whatever. They made they made light of that in the actual series. So Stan Lee it was well aware of you know the changes and it's funny too because this is one of those situations where like now and today stan now stanley's not with us and actually i hate to say it to this way but it's almost good that he's not around anymore because people will probably try to cancel him out for the stuff that they did in the past but despite the fact that he's done a lot more for representation than he ever did and the mistakes that they did and I think basically they knew this and they corrected it and they were given a chance to correct themselves. This is just one of those situations again, like you, you poking fun at the, the idea of that the Mandarin, you know, you're named after an orange and that's exactly what the Mandarin is, Mandarin oranges. And they, I love that they poked fun at that and they corrected it and it, and it just moved on. It just, they just immediately moved on from there. So this, this movie did so much in terms of um procreation and, and and representation and beauty and art and action and it had everything i mean it you could it's hard to deny how really fun and great and beautiful this was and shang chi is a welcomed a very very welcome addition and a powerful member of the marvel cinematic universe i love what they did here i want to see much more of him much much more i love the car the costume designs and here was just fantastic everything that he did they just brought so much quality to this this to me is as great as black panther i am just sad that this will not be we'll get the i i really hope that there's so much support but with COVID going on and not many theaters are as open and people are not willing to go to the theaters as much because of their safety and health and i understand that it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to see what's going to happen, but um, Shang-Chi will appear on Disney Plus within 45 days from now, and we'll see. Um, it was fairly, fairly accommodated in the theater that I was at. Way more than it was for in, in, in my local theater when I went to go see Snake Eyes and all that, um, which was another good one, uh, by the way, but this one was so much better. I, I, definitely better. This was much, much better than... Uh, Black Widow and I'm not taking anything away from Black because Black Widow was not a bad movie it, it was just it some things fell flat with that movie and I don't know what it was maybe it was just timing whatever but uh it, was, it's just, it, it is what it is but this he's he's gonna be a great addition to the uh to the Avengers as well as Katie because she's now a part of this as well and Aquafina is really officially in here now she was a big proponent to helping you know uh stop the monsters and everything and she's now going to be um a a uh she's going to be then probably a hawkeye character here so i i really appreciate it what they did i i love what they did and i'm looking forward to watching this again very soon so if i'm going to give this a grade folks best damn belief go out of your way to see this movie whatever in what way this movie to me gets an a plus 
absolutely brilliantly done greatly done everything from top to bottom it was a lot of fun i had a great time it look i stayed even though i had to go to the bathroom the whole entire time because i didn't want to miss a thing that should tell you enough go out of your way check it out in theaters now if you can't it will be on disney plus i believe 45 days from now i think that's going to be the new thing for a lot of theaters uh, and movies that are coming up soon um that after 2022 at best uh, i think that's what's going to happen is that if we're still in this rut which i think we're still going to be in this rut called uh the pandemic that they're going to change things that things are going to be in theaters pending that everything's not going to get worse before it gets better and we are going to eventually um we're going to eventually get a 45 day break from this if you notice there are uh, movies that are already coming out really quick and in, uh into digital on demand and on demand and all this stuff now so Go anyway, check it out. It's an awesome freaking A-plus movie. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoy it. Today is September 5th. You know what that is? Guess what day it is, wrestling fans. This is all out. Shout out to all you wrestling fans out there. I'm looking forward to checking this out. This has been a great weekend full of great movies and now great wrestling events. Uh, monumental. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? So, we'll, you know, we'll see. But... I digress. This Sunday, uh, next Sunday, Mortal Kombat Battle of the Realms. It came out already. I haven't got a chance to see it. I'll save that for next week. I got to say, my hopes are not high for this thing. Just based on the fact that the character design alone is going to be, we know it's going to be violent. If it's just based on violence alone, it'll probably get an A plus, but we'll see how they go and what, what they do with this thing. But I'm going to review that next week, and that's going to be my choice of review. Uh, this week's select start, I am going to be um, reviewing Sonic Colors Ultimate. So uh, get ready for that one. I'm currently playing it right now, and uh, very interesting, very um, addition to that game so far. Uh, but we'll, I'll give a full, thorough uh, how I feel about that uh, this week. So stay tuned for that. So guys, thank you again. Again, please be safe out there. Look out for everybody else and be safe out there. Shout out to my man Craig again for looking out for me with the um, with the static uh, comic. And just look out for each other. Please look out for each other from not just because of COVID, just because we should be making more friends than enemies out here. And social media is so easy because of lack of context and everything that's going on. It's so easy to make enemies on social media. Let's try to make better friends, especially because you never know what you never know what people are going through in life i say that because we lost somebody in the wrestling world very uh that was a fan favorite for everybody you know rest in peace to um the woman known as daphne in the wrestling world who unfortunately took her life based on concussions and everything uh that she had in her wrestling career but uh and, and probably other things may be factoring in it as well but mostly everybody believes she believes it was concussions um and she took her own life saved her brain because she wanted that to be analyzed but she took her own life and you never know what people are going through behind social media and everything so try to do your best to be more appreciative of people take your time to listen to people take your time to just be friends with people because you never know what they're going through in their life and then also look out for them health-wise because we want to keep enjoying all of these things that we're enjoying right now like for instance new york comic-con which is coming 
officially a month from now. This is the countdown. I will be there. I hope to see a lot of you there. I hope to see us all there and safe and healthy as we could possibly be. Con crud aside <laughs> and COVID aside. Um, but I want to see everybody there and I want to see us get into some form of normalcy again. We were almost there. We started falling back. We took some steps back, but let's get there. New York Comic Con's coming. I'm going to be there. I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet, but I'm looking forward to being there and much, much more. So stay tuned for that. It's going to get a lot better. I'm telling you. So, folks, that will do it for me. This is Dax Avery Josiah. Oh, and all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care, guys. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.